Are you tired of feeling stuck in unhealthy, unhelpful, unsupportive habits and routines? Do you want to start making positive changes to your daily routines, to your weekly habits, to your mindset, to your well-being, but you don't know where to begin, how to get started, and how to keep going? Yeah, me too. I've been there. I've felt that. I know what that feels like. And I live it monthly as well. Every time I do one of those self-check-ins, I say this all the time on this show that building new habits or breaking old ones takes time and repetition. And that has been a common thread that has really come through this season of the show. So I thought, why not take a deep dive on it? Get comfy listeners, because today we're going into full-on feel-good personal development mode, and I'm going to share with you the tools, the tips, the tricks that I've used in my life in recent months, in past years, to change my mindset and to build supportive routines that work for me and that just feel good. My name's Laura, a teacher turned creator, but you can think of me like your new internet big sister and each episode of Fill Up Your Cup, like a deep and meaningful conversation from a friend who never wants you to feel alone in what you're going through. Whether your confidence cup is dried up or your self-love cup is looking a little closer to empty than full, I'm gonna teach you how to add more feel goodness back into your different cups and as a result, your life. So pop in your headphones, cozy up with a warm cup of tea or whatever takes your fancy and let me troubleshoot your problems with you because together and with the right mindset we can face anything welcome back to the show lovely listeners i am super excited to bring this 11th episode of season two to you and to talk all about building better routines, building better habits, because this is a topic that I'm super passionate about. And this is a topic that we have touched on in different ways in different episodes throughout this season and also in season one. But I feel like it's also come up really strongly in our conversation episodes with the guests that we have had on that importance of building routines, building habits that feel good, that support you, that work for you and your routine rather than feeling like you have to work for your routines in a way that is draining you and burning you out more than it is filling into you and your well-being. I feel like once you start exposing yourself to the world of personal growth and development, This idea of habits and routines is something that's going to come up again and again because it's something that you're going to become more mindful of. And I think that's something that I've noticed from my personal experience that the power of habits and building supportive habits can really have such a ripple effect on the rest of your life, not just in terms of the outcome and effect, but also in terms of how you see yourself, how you see your own ability to create change, how confident you feel in yourself 
trying new things, your own resilience, and also just really building on that ability to be self-aware, to have self-reflective moments, to learn how to listen to yourself, to your body, to your mind, and respond to what is working and what is not working with positive change. So first of all, let's take a step back. Let's just break down what a habit actually is because I think the first thing for me at least in my experience with understanding the power of habits and really looking looking at them more as routines and behaviors is just understanding the word habit and the meaning of a habit because I feel like there is a little bit of a negative association with the word habit. And I think that that comes from when we're younger, having things described as bad habits. And even as adults, there are certain things that will be described as a bad habit. I think we often hear people talking about other people's bad habits more than we do good habits. We don't really use the word habit to talk about something that is positive in our lives and routines as often as we do use it to talk about something that's negative, that kind of sticks out as something that we do, but we don't want to do anymore. And so it has this negative association around what it is. And I think a lot of the time when we think about our habits, we're thinking about things that we want to stop doing or we want to quit or we want to change. But a habit isn't just a negative repeated action. It's just any repeated action in your daily routines, in your weekly routines that you do so often that it becomes automatic. And a habit is a very specific type of behavior where your brain is triggered by a cue to do a certain action, to behave in a certain way in order to get a certain result. We repeat a habit when the action we do gets the result that we want. And the more that that happens, the more that we give our brain evidence that this action is going to give us a desired result. And so therefore a habit will build and it eventually becomes automatic. This isn't necessarily always bad habits. We have a lot of things, we have a lot of behaviors, a lot of actions that are part of our daily, our weekly routines that are just habits because we do them so often and we get the results so often and we repeat them so much that they become automatic and we may not even think of them as habits, but that's what they are because a cue causes us to do a certain action to get a certain result. So some things that might be habits in your daily life is something like eating breakfast every morning, brushing your teeth before bed, putting your clothes in the laundry basket when you notice that they're dirty, plugging your phone into charge at night before you go to bed. These are all small daily actions that you do almost automatically, almost without a lot of conscious thought around them, but because something triggers it. So you're hungry when you wake up in the morning, you know that the action that you need to take to satisfy that hunger is eating breakfast. And so 
going to the kitchen to eat your breakfast is pretty much an automatic thing that most of us do first thing in the morning, eating our breakfast or having that first cup of coffee. It's like that is our morning routine and that's a habit. The same with brushing your teeth before bed. For me, that is like a non-negotiable. As soon as I know I'm on the way to bed, the the last thing I'm going to do is go to the bathroom and brush my teeth. It's a habit. When you notice that your clothes are dirty, your automatic response is putting them where you put your clothes that need to be washed because you know that doing that action is going to move them towards the result that you want, which is getting them clean. So it's all of those small things that you do daily, those small actions, those small behaviors that you do almost automatically to get a certain result. And the habit is so automatic that we often don't think about it. It's just built into our brains. So habits aren't necessarily bad things. Habits have a function very often, and it's a function to support us in not having to overthink everything, but rather just to move through our days in a systematic routine way. So from a point of view of our personal development of creating change within our lives that we feel good about, about moving into that growth mindset, about shifting how we see ourselves and our self-image, habits can be really powerful in helping with that. Building supportive habits, building supportive routines that are going to help us move the needle and close that gap between where we are now and where we want to be. Recently, I have been reading James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. I'm sure if you are listening to this podcast, you have heard of this book. It is one of those books that just kind of went viral and everyone was reading it. I am very late to jump on the Atomic Habit train, but in season two, episode one, when we sat down with Jane Jones and talked about setting sustainable health goals, she also recommended this book. So I went and bought it and I have been reading it and I'm only like about a third of the way through and already I'm fascinated by how much psychology is in those habits and those automatic actions and when you start to pick that apart how you can really think about this in a way of using it to help you get closer to where you want to be to achieve your goals to make those changes in your life that you really want to make but don't know where to start. James Clear talks about how your habits shape your identity and your identity is shaped by your habits And another thing that we talk a lot about on this show is this idea of our self-image, our self-identity, and the narrative that we have around that a lot of the times, the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, the stories that we tell ourselves in terms of the things that we can't do or the things that we're not good at or the type of person that we just are and so therefore we can't change. And so it's interesting to also think about how your habits and your repeated actions and your daily routines play into this narrative as well and create this self-image and this self-story that you have about yourself, which shapes your identity. And 
how that shapes your identity has an impact on how capable and empowered and motivated you feel to create the change that you really want to create in your life. And this is really big picture stuff. But when you start to think about it that way, you start to see the potential and the power in the small actions that building supportive habits and healthy routines can have. Because if you look on the flip side of that, if your habits shape your identity, then your identity can be shaped by your habits. You can use this. You can create new habits. You can build new routines. You can have control over changing your behaviors. And the more we repeat this, the more we're going to shape and change that self-identity as well. Habits are behaviors. We repeat these habits because we get a certain result. And we internalize these behaviors and these results often as part of who we are, as part of our story, our narrative. And why is this important? Well, if we're trying to build new habits or change or break old habits, we often focus on the outcome first. So this is like the juicy bit of what James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, which really shifted my mindset around looking at habits and routines and in terms of your goal setting, in terms of your growth, your development, in terms of closing that gap. When we start by looking at the outcome, when we start by looking at, I want to change my habits because I want to reach this goal or focusing on the result and that the ch- the change that this habit is going to create in our lives, which ultimately is going to create this kind of new version of us, that we will be this particular version of ourselves when we reach this goal. But if we instead start by focusing on how we identify with that habit and our self-image, then it flips everything around and it creates this opportunity for us to break down the goal that we want to achieve into smaller steps and look at how we can start to bridge that gap a little bit more. So let me explain that a bit deeper and give you an example. You might say that you want to start the habit or the routine of running regularly. Let's say you want to have a habit of running three times a week and you want to start this habit because you want to get in shape for a certain event. So you are starting this habit because you are thinking about a particular outcome. You are focused on the goal of improving your fitness and you are doing this habit in order to reach that goal. But if we flip that around and decide, okay, I am a runner. So we start with the identity part. We go, okay, I am a runner now. This is who I am. This is what I identify as. If I am a runner, what behaviors do I need to do every day in order to achieve this, to resonate with this identity, to write this narrative of being a runner? What actions do I need to take daily? What actions do I need to take weekly? What small steps do I need to do this week in order to be more prepared next week? And so on and so forth. Starting with the identity shifts your mindset to if this is who I am, what actions would I take 
what actions would a person who is a runner take? And it also has this ripple effect of not just being focused on the outcome and one singular habit getting you to that outcome, but instead starting to open your mind to the bigger picture. If I am a runner, well, then what actions am I going to take? Is it that I'm going to be running three times a week? Am I going to be following a certain program? Am I also going to be looking at my nutrition? Am I also going to be doing certain things on my rest days? And looking at all of the different behaviors that you would follow if you were this person and really starting to identify with who you want to be. So you are starting by stepping into almost that goal, the identity of the person who already has achieved that goal and working your way backwards, thinking what is the first small step I need to take now in order to move me closer to this narrative. And the outcome of that becomes the consequence. Being in better shape becomes the consequence of you identifying and taking these actions. Commonly, when we look at changing our habits, when we look at breaking bad habits or building new habits, we think about the outcome first, the goal, and then we think about the steps we need to take to achieve that goal. And then as a consequence, maybe if we're successful, we start to identify with this version of us who repeats this habit and this action. Whereas if we flip that on our head and we start with the identity part, if we start by rewriting that self-talk, that self-narrative and saying, this is who I am, then thinking about the processes, then thinking about the steps. If I am this person, what actions do I take? Then the outcome is the consequence. And the outcome being the consequence is a lot more likely to happen than when we do it the other way around because your success rate is going to be much higher if you are identifying with being this person you are identifying with this you are rewriting your narrative and that is where the change is happening This episode of Fill Up Your Cup podcast is not sponsored, but I wanted to take a moment to thank all of you lovely listeners for tuning in for this second season of the show. I love producing this podcast for you guys and bringing you inspiring interviews and actionable ideas and just adding more joy and creativity and confidence and general feel goodness to your life. I absolutely love the community that is growing around this podcast and every week that I sit down to record and edit new episodes for you guys and to hear your feedback from previous episodes, it really genuinely brings me so much joy. And as the podcast grows and as the community grows, I want to create more opportunities for us to connect as a community and also to give you guys an opportunity to support the show and to show your support and love for what I am doing here. So if you are enjoying the show and you want to show your support, please consider supporting Fill Up Your Cup podcast on coffee.com. You've heard me talk about coffee.com before, but now Fill Up Your Cup has its own dedicated coffee page where you can make a one-off donation. So send me a coffee or you can subscribe for a small monthly 
monthly amount to join the fill up your cup community over on coffee where i will be sharing extra behind the scenes some extra free downloads extra content extra feel goodness and you're also going to be the first to know about everything that's happening in the podcast the page is brand new and the community is just starting so if you want to be one of the first to get in on that you can head to coffee.com forward slash fill up your cup and I've put the link to that in the show notes as well I just want to say how much I appreciate every single one of you and I'm super grateful for your support of this podcast so far and so excited to keep going next season for season three So that's just a little bit of theory around habits in terms of how our brain works with habits and how we can start to open our minds a little bit to approaching changing our habits and building better routines in a little bit of a different way rather than just going, I want to quit this or I want to start this and thinking that we can shift our whole life overnight and becoming frustrated because our outcomes aren't instant. And if you want to join me in reading Atomic Habits, I have linked the book in the show notes. It is such an interesting book. And if you're really interested in the topic of habits and routines and just personal growth and development in general, so far, it's a great book. But yeah, let's get back to let's get back to habits. Let's get back to the power of habits and why we might want to change habits or build new ones or how we can actually take actionable steps to quit, stop, or change unhelpful habits. And I've been fascinated with the idea of habits and routines and the power and impact that they can have on your life um, for a while now. When I first started um, going out with my now fiance, he used to be big into listening to motivational speakers. And so Les Brown and Tony Robbins were just always playing on the background in the mornings when we were having breakfast, in the evenings when we were cleaning up dinner. And so this kind of background track of looking at our habits and creating change in our lives through our routines and through embodying the person that we want to be has almost been like white noise in my life for a very, very long time. But something that I really didn't take in and absorb and think about the power of until a little bit later. Um, and the first time that I really saw the potential impact that creating a new habit can have and really saw that building a new habit as an adult is possible and powerful was when I read Janice Kaplan's Gratitude Diaries. Again, it's a book that I've mentioned on this show before multiple times. It is one of my absolute favorite books that I've ever read. And as I said, when I did the whole episode on gratitude, which you can go back and listen to if you want, I am not being dramatic when I say that this book changed my life because it was a book that opened my mind to the power of a small action, which happened to be gratitude, which happened to just really show me that I am capable of change and it really was that dump that first domino falling over in terms of my personal development obsession journey and realizing that I have the power to rewrite my own stories about myself and 
change my mindset and be more resilient and work on these parts of myself that I thought were just part of my identity, but actually were just habits and routines. And I saw that simply through starting the habit as Janice Kaplan does in the book of writing in a gratitude journal every single day, writing down three things every day that I was grateful for. It was such a small action. It took only a few minutes, but it had this ripple effect on my mindset, on my resilience, on my problem solving, on my ability to bounce back from that kind of anxiety around a problem because of this small action that was allowing me every day to focus on the good parts of my day. And I just never expected that doing that would have such a powerful effect on other aspects of my life that this mindset at the end of the day would then help me to show up more positively to challenges, to help me shift out of negative mindsets quicker, to help me build on my own self-esteem and my own self-image. And it was from there that I got more interested in this idea of personal development and this idea as well of growth mindset and always being open to change and being open to learning from your experiences so that you can build on what you know about yourself from your experiences in order to get better, to improve, or to be more prepared for the next challenge that is in front of you. And at least for me, habits and routines links so strongly to this because when we bring that element of self-awareness to our habits and routines, we can create big change in our lives, in our mindset, in our self-confidence, in our self-awareness, in our self-image through small actions. Because what we can start to think about and we can start to reflect on and we can start to ask ourselves is what isn't working? And if it isn't working, and I know it's not working, What can I do to change it? And how can I start to change it? And that's where the breaking unhelpful habits, breaking unhelpful routines, and building new ones comes in. Making big changes in our lives so often is not about those one-off choices that we make that have this big impact, this overnight change. That's so rarely what happens. More often, it's about those small changes we make and repeat, those small repeated actions that we build on to move ourselves forward just a little bit at a time. But the catch is, it takes time. It takes practice. It takes repetition. It takes showing up continuously to repeat, to practice, to learn, to try new things, to reflect to keep tweaking and fixing until we start to get to the place where we want to go to build up momentum. And it's not going to be easy all of the time. In fact, it's not going to be easy most of the time. And why? Because when we're doing this, when we're building new habits, whether we're looking at this as quitting a habit or not, and you know if you've listened to this show before that I'm not a fan of 
focusing on the negative aspect of something, but rather focusing on the positive change. So I don't really like to think about quitting a habit, but rather building a new habit that's going to be more supportive or looking at something in my life that's not working and thinking about what I can do to edit or fix that. Because often when we focus on cutting something out, even if that's something that we're trying to cut out for our health, we become so focused on the negative, on the cut, on the absence of that thing that it's really hard for us to move ourselves forward. Even if we are changing our vocabulary around how we look at creating these changes in our lives, creating new habits, and we're focusing on this idea of building a new habit in place of an unhelpful habit, we're still breaking these automations in our brains, like these automatic actions that happens. We're still trying to break this chain of events that our brain wants us to move through because we have done that so often. We're trying to stop the cue triggering an action that is not supportive to get a result that we know we don't want anymore. And that is easier said than done because those automations are built so deep into our brains and our brains love the familiar because it's comforting and because it is familiar and our brain can predict what the outcome is going to be. And our brains will fight us when we want to change that. And that is why building a new habit, building a new routine, fixing a habit that's not supportive to you is going to be difficult. But I think there's something really empowering in knowing that, at least from my experience, understanding that creating these new habits and finding that difficult and ultimately having days where I repeat old habits, it's not a me thing. It's not a me problem, as we say. It's just how my brain is built. And when I come at it from that point of view, I can show up with a little bit more self-compassion when I do have those slips where I fall into those old habits, those old automatic routines, because it's not necessarily my fault and I don't have to play the blame game. I can look at, okay, this has happened because I've been doing this repeatedly so often for so long that it's so easy to just repeat it again. And I can take the power in knowing, okay, I've slipped up, I've made a mistake, I've fallen back into an old habit now, but I do have the power to build a new habit, to build a new automation. And the more I keep practicing it and the more I keep showing up mindfully to this new habit that I really want to build, this new routine that I really want to ingrain into my life, the more automatic that it is going to become and the less slips into those old habits I'm going to have because those automatic actions are going to become less used and my brain is going to become more comfortable in this new habit that I'm trying to build. So take power in knowing that. Show yourself some compassion, whatever the habit, the routine that right now as you're listening to this, you can associate with being that thing that no matter how often you try to change it, you fall back into the old habit. Just know that that is not a you problem. That is not your fault, but rather it's just so deeply ingrained into your brain right now that it is just going to take a lot more effort, a lot more mindfulness, a lot more patience, a lot more self-compassion from you to rewrite that habit, to reprogram your brain. It's a little bit like creating a new algorithm and 
getting yourself to that place where this automatic response that you want to happen really is going to become automatic. But as I've said so many times, it takes time and it takes repetition and it takes patience and knowing that it's not going to happen overnight. So show up with that self-compassion. You might be thinking, okay, you've told me so much about the theory, but what can I actually do? What, how can I actually start to make these changes? Where do I actually start when it comes to changing my habits and building habits and routines that are really going to support the person that I want to be? And that can be in relation to anything, whether that's habits and routines that you want to change for your physical health your emotional well-being and your mental health, for your social health, for your relationships, for your home life, for your work life. There are so many different habits and routines that we have in our lives. Some of them are going to touch all different areas of our well-beings and some of them are going to be a little bit more focused. But when we start embodying that identity of the person that we want to be and thinking about those small actions that we can take, we can start to create more empowering, positive change in our life. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is the actual action part and sharing some of the things that I have tried and tested that I have found to be really helpful in allowing me to show up for myself and make these changes happen. So the first tip that I would share with you when it comes to creating new habits or breaking old habits is to start small. Instead of thinking about where you want to be versus where you are now and that huge gap in between and trying to make this huge leap of doing these big actions, start small. Because if you try to do too much too quickly, you are not going to be able to sustain it because it is too much for your brain to try and process. And it's also going to be much harder for you to feel motivated to show up to that because again, think about how your brain works. Your brain likes repetition. It likes what it already knows. It feels comfortable in that. So if you're throwing too many new habits, too many routines, too many new aspects of this routine that you want to build your brain is going to fight that so hard because it is too much change. So whatever the aspect or the habit or the routine that you want to change in your life is, whatever the area of your well-being that you want to build new habits in, have your big picture, have your goal. Yes, so important. We've talked so much about goal setting this season. So important to have your big goals. But then bring it back and start small and think about what's the one small action that I can start today that I know I'll be able to do tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that as well. The next thing that kind of follows on from that is to stick to one or two new habits for a month at a time. I found this to be probably one of the ways I've had the most success with building more supportive routines for myself and keeping up habits for longer periods of time and that is to focus on changing one or two maximum habits at a time and the way that I often look at it when I sit down and think about my monthly goals and the the habits or the routines that are not working is I always say to myself what is one new thing, one small new thing that I can start doing that's going to help improve this and what's also one 
small thing that I can stop or change that I'm already doing that's going to improve this. So one thing that I'm adding in and one thing that I already do that I'm changing or improving and try it for a month and see how it feels before you think about adding something else or before you feel like giving up on it completely. Which brings me to my next point, which is hold yourself accountable to this habit. Find a way to track the habit. So that might be marking it on a calendar on your wall. It might be giving yourself a goal to work towards to get a reward that if you repeat this habit X amount of times in the week, then you can do this or you can get yourself a treat or you can reward yourself in some way. Holding yourself accountable might also be doing this habit, building this habit with an accountability buddy. So a friend, a partner, a work colleague, where you're both trying to build this new supportive habit into your lives and you're each other's accountability buddy. You could use a habit app. I've been using Habit Tracker recently which is free to download from the App Store. And I really love it because it's super customizable. You can have, I think it's up to six or five or six habits on the free version of it that you can have simultaneously running at each day. And you can set different parameters around this habit. So for example, at the moment, my habit tracker, I am tracking that I want to try and do 30 minutes of reading daily. Um, but then also for my fitness, I'm trying to track that I run Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. So this is a, that's a very different type of goal. One of them is like I either did it or I didn't. And then the other one is actually like tracking a quantity of time. You can also do it with uh, your steps. You can give yourself a steps limit and it'll link with your health app to track your steps. Um, you can give yourself like a water goal and it's it's just a super app in terms of being able to create and build your own routines in the way that works for you in terms of how you think about them and how you want to track them and quantify them and see this visual bar filling up every time you reach that habit. So habit tracker, I'll link that in the show notes, go and check it out. So start small, give yourself one or two new habits or routines a month at a time, focus on developing them, focus on a way to hold yourself accountable so you can track it. And then the next thing to do that that I do in terms of building new habits and and sustaining them that kind of links to that accountability aspect is the self-reflection part. So I've shared a little bit about my method for this in another episode that I did about setting monthly goals which really links to this idea of one new thing and one thing that I want to change which is to stick to it, yes, for a month, but then at the end of the month to get really real with yourself and have a really honest conversation with yourself. And that's why the accountability and the tracking is so important because when you get to the end of the month, you're not just having this conversation or this reflection with yourself based on how you felt about the habit and how you felt it went. Because remember, if you're trying to change a habit that you have had for years, you're not going to feel good about it because that old habit is so ingrained into your brain that it is going to be subconsciously fighting you on this. So you're not going to feel good about trying to change this habit, even if you've been doing really well. So having your accountability, having your habit tracker app that you can look at your stats, having your calendar so you can see how many days that you got to ticket that you actually met this goal, that you did this habit. So you have this visual representation of how often did I succeed at 
doing this new habit and building it into my routine and building a routine around this habit. And then what you've got to ask yourself is, when is it working? When is it not working? And why? The why is so important because when you understand what's working about these new routines that you're trying to build, these new habits that you're trying to build and what's not working, then you can start to ask yourself, what can I do next to give myself a higher chance of success next month? If you've tried these one or two new habits out for a month at a time and you're still finding it really difficult, sometimes that is a sign that maybe this particular habit or routine that you're trying to build doesn't work for you and your current lifestyle but often it's a sign that you've got to just look at it in a different way or maybe you've got to break it down further into smaller steps and smaller new habits to help you have a higher chance at succeeding and building these new habit pathways in your brain so reflect on what worked when did it work when did it not work and why why was it not working why was it difficult for you to show up for it What days in your week or routine, when you look back at your patterns, did you not actually achieve doing this habit? And can you identify what it was in that day that made you slip back into an old habit maybe? What was the cue that triggered you to to do that old automatic response? And then the next thing that you're gonna do from that is give yourself an action plan and create steps for success. So it's almost like looping back around that beginning part where you look at your big picture and you think, okay, what's one small action I can do today and tomorrow and the day after that to help me move this needle forward? Once you've looked at what's, working and specifically what's not working and why you can think about okay next month what can I do to support myself in being more successful how can I help myself show up to this routine and actually achieve it what other small moving parts in my day do I need to move around to give myself a higher chance at succeeding in in having this habit be a part of my daily or weekly routine. And the the last thing that I would share in terms of being successful at building supportive habits and routines that really empower you and feel good is to get clear on your why. And we touched on this a little bit at the start of the episode in terms of are you doing this for a particular outcome or are you doing this for you and how you want to rewrite your narrative about yourself and because this is going to be something that makes you feel good and helps you move forward towards your bigger personal goals. Getting clear on your why gives you the clarity and having that clarity gives you the motivation and the empowerment and the self-motivation to keep showing up to do these habits, to build these routines even on the days when they feel challenging, even on the the days when you have to put in that extra mental effort to make this habit happen because your brain is fighting you so hard and you really want to slip back into that old routine or that old habit because it's comfortable and easy. But if you have the clarity on why you're doing it, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to have that self-awareness, that mindful moment and say, okay, this is difficult now, but this is why I'm doing it. And I'm doing this for me and that's super empowering and it's not that you're punishing yourself and it's not that you're only doing it to get to this outcome which is just this closed ending and so therefore you're not as invested in it so get clear on why you want to make this change in your life and 
make it really personal to you so that you are invested in it and that you can motivate yourself to keep showing up even on the challenging days. And my final piece of advice on this when it comes to habits, routines, or any change in your life or any new thing that you want to start doing or build in is always to take it one day at a time. I've shared that before. I share it all the time. It's one of my personal mantras in terms of making it through those challenging hard days when you're working towards this bigger goal or this bigger picture that you have. Just take it one day, one step, one breath at a time. Just focus on what you can do today, how you can show up for yourself in the best way that you can today. That one small action that you can take today and just focus on moving through that one small action and just moving through today. Because if you keep doing that, if you keep showing up for yourself in small ways, one day at a time, soon you're going to see that change start to happen and it will become easier to keep repeating those small actions because you're going to keep building on them and you're going to keep building up these routines and it will start to become automatic and feel easier and and feel good. Often the gap between where we are and where we want to be is one that's so big that it can feel overwhelming and we don't know where to start. So just focus on moving yourself forward with small right actions that feel good and align with you today. I hope that you found today's episode helpful and inspiring. If you did, leave a review and let me know your thoughts or head on over to Instagram and follow the show as at philipyourcuppod. You can send me a DM over there or leave me a comment and share your thoughts on the episode, share your thoughts on habits and your experience of changing habits and building new routines. If you have any questions, don't forget you can drop them into our listeners question cup for a chance to have them feature in next season of the show. That's right, I'm already starting to plan next season. Um, So drop your questions in the listener's question cup. The link for that is always in the show notes. Finally, if you are enjoying the show and you want to support us, head on over to coffee.com forward slash fill up your cup and support the show with a virtual coffee or subscribe to support the show monthly and your support in these ways, rating, reviewing, sharing the show. It really helps me to reach new listeners and to keep spreading the feel-good vibes far and wide. If you made it to the end of this episode, I want you to take a moment right now and remember that you are worthy of feel-good feelings. If you enjoyed today's episode, let me know by leaving a review or rating this episode wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on your podcast streaming app so that you never miss out on new episodes. If you want to submit a question or a story for a future episode or add to our suggestion cup, you can do so by heading on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast or by clicking the link in the show notes. You can also reach out to me by finding the podcast on Instagram as at fillupyourcuppod and you can send me a DM with your questions, stories, or ideas for the show. Don't forget, you can't pour from an empty cup. So give yourself a big hug from me right now and promise me you'll do one thing today that brings you joy.